It's the 30A Show, the Emerald Coast's first beach cast, presented by 38cottages.com, celebrating the happy beach life that people enjoy along Florida's scenic Highway 30A. Let's hit the beach. Here's Corey with 30A Radio. All right, it's back, the 30A show here on 30A Radio, and it's a great day here on 30A. It is the only beach cast. We're not going to call it a podcast. We're going to call it beach cast from now on, because we're at the beach. Laura, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be back in here with you. Good. I'm going to have to reteach you how to hold the microphone. Am I not holding it close enough to my mouth? That's very good. It looks (laughs) nice. Is that better? (laughs) It's really good. Laura Holloway with the Storyteller Agency is joining us for today's show, because we have a really great lineup for today. It's a very informative show about how to behave at the beach and uh, we're going to bring this and up. And I home. need to know because I don't yeah. I don't know how to behave. At the Just beach. don't go to the access down <laughs> by the Texaco. <laughs> we're going to we're going to bring that up That's as a whole many different times show. as we yeah. can. Anyways, um, so we uh, are moving through event season here on 30A. Uh, I think we've done like nine in a row starting around September 30th. That's there were a just lot. a ton. Uh, so just, many more. We just got through the wine festivals, not using any of the wine festival names, but did you go? I did. How much did you drink? I did not drink. I know, because you're pregnant. Yeah, That's I'm pregnant, but I enjoyed watching other people drink. Right. That's a lie. It's not fun to watch other people drink. Were there any gong shows this year? Did you see any gong shows? I didn't. I thought it was more behaved this year, don't you? I felt like everyone was really classy. There were a lot of people wearing winter white, which I think limited the drinking because they didn't want to (laughs) spill the red wine on their winter white outfits. Yeah. I think the wild people drink the rosés and the the whites. The white you can always tell the wild people by what they're, they're not drinking the reds. Yeah, the food was good. Did you eat food at the I was festival? So excited! There was one particular festival where I thought, surely in this whole festival there's cheese somewhere. Oh yeah. And I looked and I looked and there was no cheese. And then I turned this corner and there was like the mecca of cheese. There were yeah. seven or eight different tables, with different cheeses, and so while people were getting drunk, I was getting cheese drunk. Yeah, and the cheese was really good. We were so at the, the Harvest Food and Wine Festival, and they had yes. it was underneath the beautiful trees and everything, yes. and they had olive oil and all this stuff. It and was then, amazing. Then they had this whole cheese. They came from out of town. I know. And I hate that I don't know their name, but they had cheese, and they had crackers, but I was like, how can you put the cheese on the cheese? And so I just started stacking cheese and just... I just would... The cheese was going so fast that every time she would turn around to the cooler to load more cheese onto the table, I would just like rake cheese into my purse. <laughs> yeah. And, walk away with it and so i could keep eating it was yep i'm pregnant yeah just behind the cheese was <laughs> the uh photo of the wine festival season for me was the line for the water uh container the line for the water cooler people were really and that's a lie <laughs> it's no a lie one, there was nobody in the water no cooler one line. wanted the water i did <laughs> i was walking around with a wine glass full of lukewarm water yeah i hear you holiday season <laughs> is here it a is. lot of things going on are you decorated yet at the house no i refuse to decorate until after thanksgiving we did it last weekend i saw that and i <laughs> you should be you should be smacked for that but it looks really good i know it's it does fantastic. look really good y'all did a good job we're not gonna take it down till after mardi gras so it's gonna be a party at our I house lo- i love i love the holiday season i do too and uh, walmart actually got out in front of us by two weeks so god when i mean <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so our special guests today are Chief Talbert with the South Walton Fire District. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and I'm really glad to be here. Yeah. And for the record, uh, <laughs> crackers are just a vehicle for that cheese, and it's not really like an obstacle. It's an crackers obstacle. are a vehicle for cheese. Yeah, I'm all about cheese. the cheese. And holidays, uh, one of my favorites, and I'm a loyalist, not till after Thanksgiving. Okay, so good. Really? That's okay. my input to Let's, that. We'll get a live, or, uh, live or uh, dead tree? Yes. You, you do uh, the... Do it all. You live do live trees? Dead tree? It's festive. 
is festive at the Talbert House. Yeah. Okay, so you, you like watering the trees and all that stuff. All of that. Yeah, we. Everything. I refuse to do it. Love th- that. Love that smell. Have you been to the tree farm in Defuniac Springs? No. You cut your own tree. You drive wow. out onto this. It's like a field, and you get to find your own That's tree awesome. and cut it down. Yeah. Well, of course, I'll I'll have to put a plug in for safely having a live tree yes. in the house during yes. the holiday season. But uh, keeping gotta it keep that water. You got to take care of it. But you don't use the candles smell. on the trees anymore, do we? No, not real popular anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not real popular. You have cat. You have cats. <laughs> No. Yeah. Cat owners are not good with live trees. It just never works. We've all seen Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And we know what happened to the cat in Christmas great, Vacation. Great videos online about cats and trees. You know what yeah. the number one present for this season is? Cats. Yeah. Giving a cat to another country. Just get them out of the United States. <laughs> just get them out. I like giving that. cats. Gross. <laughs> wow. And uh, we've also got Beach Safety. Uh, the guy. He's the director. director. David Vaughn is here. David, how are you? Excellent. Thank you for having me. Good. You're nodding your head over there a bunch about the uh, no cats. You're you're no cat person. Uh, I like all animals. All right, They're here delicious. we go. All animals. They're delicious. Wow. There's some really yeah. gross. There's some really Don't gross take a stance, animals. David. <laughs> <laughs> I like cats and dogs. I had ferrets. I like I everyone. Snakes. Great Christmas gift for David. A cat. Let's yeah, get him a cat, cats. and we'll see if he really likes cats. All right. So we wanted to bring in our fire district here and talk to Chief Talbert and David about uh, some success stories from the summer. We just got through an extremely busy summer. Uh, Chief Talbert might be able to even enlighten us on how busy we were and uh, possibly talk about some of the great things that happened that were really good for the department. Tell me about that. Well, again, we appreciate the opportunity to talk and share uh, what we're doing with the fire district and how we serve our community, our citizens and visitors. Um, I'm not going to bore you with all the numbers and the statistics and details, but as probably your listeners and you're well aware, we had a lot of folks here. You know, it's it's year round for us now. We used to talk about autumn, uh, shoulder season. Um, it's really year round for us, and um, it's been busy. Our call volume as a fire district that includes David and his awesome team uh, continues to climb. Record numbers for the history of our in our approaching 35 years of our fire district's existence. We exceeded about 5,000 calls last year, and we are on. Tap to exceed that this year. Wow. And uh, joining, uh, we're broadcasting this right now live on Facebook. Uh, So uh, we are, instead of showing uh, how good my winter weight is coming on, and then Laura's pregnant, and then we've got two guys in uniforms over here, we're just showing the beach right now. So uh, it is a beautiful day at the beach. So speaking of the beach, uh, any, um, you said 5,000 calls. Who takes that call? Uh, it's, it's, it ranges from everything. I think, you know, most folks would be surprised to know that we have about 150 to 160 fires, uh, a year. That's everything from a, uh, a small, you know, could be electrical fire, uh, lightning strikes to homes, uh, kitchens, um, you know, uh, it runs the gamut. It's a, a community. We have houses, we have commerce, we have business, we have a lot of things going on. So we, we do have fires. Roughly 3,500 of those calls are medical, where we're taking people to the hospital. That's wow. everything from accidents, uh, you know, medical issue. Um, hopefully not somebody that's uh, expecting, but <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Um, but it's And then our, our beach safety, which has a lot to do with response. But the core mission of our beach safety, and David will talk about that, is our preventative actions that keep people from being harmed on our beaches. Wow. That's our mission. Well, it's uh, it's always great seeing you guys spring to action when something does happen, because uh, you know that you, it, people are getting taken care of around here. What what is the season for the big beach uh, uh, policing? It's March through October thirty first. Is that what it is, David? Right now, our uh, the, we have uh, three separate contracts with the Tourist Development Council, 
Sandestin Owners Association and Rosemary Beach yeah. Owners Association. And our contract goes from March 1st until September 30th. Okay. Awesome. And um, you're, you're constantly looking for people to work within the lifeguard portion of what you guys do. Uh, is that underway right now? Yes, it's a year-round endeavor. Uh, it's a very specialized skill set that we require of our uh, guards out here. So we've got to keep them trained up all year round. We're always looking for new people. Um, this is a, It's a great job because we... We have people who come in while still in high school, and then I've got a, a former master diver from the Navy who's 65 years old and still beating up some of the 18-year-olds out in the water. So we've got a wide range of uh, uh, people, uh, men and women, who come out here. And a lot of uh, it, It's not what you would think, uh, you know, the traditional notion of lifeguards being like, a, hey, bro, hey. We've got, you know, Aww, physicians. We've got a couple of those. That's over in Fort Washed. We've got <laughs> vision squashed. We've got physicians assistant students. We've got a nurse anesthetist. We've got former architects, uh, former lawyers. We've got we've got a pretty broad range of skill sets. Military cool. veterans, yeah. Division One swimmers, yeah. um, good citizens. I love that he said the special set of skills, and all I could picture was Liam Neeson and Taken. <laughs> I have a very special set of skills. Like, what are you these? You will get out of the water. What are, like, the top five skills that you're really looking for people to have that are applying for a job with you guys? Good judgment first. Um, but as far as the physical skill set, you've got to be able to swim basically a quarter mile in under 10 minutes. Oh, so I'm you've got to have endurance out in the water and be comfortable in open water when it's rough. I can't even walk to my mailbox in 10 minutes. I can't these days. It's a really long drive. This is where the cheese becomes an obstacle. I mean. Yeah, the cheese is a problem. All right, sorry. Number two. It's a good problem. You said, uh, so go ahead. Well, the swimming ability, um, basically physical endurance, being able to lift body weight, you know, in and out of the water, being able to run long distances to get to people. Um, and then, then you get into the people skills. You know, we're dealing with thousands of people per day out there, um, multiple thousands of people per day. So we need people who are gregarious, outgoing, not afraid to let people know that, hey, this is, you know, potential danger spot and also being liaisons for our community out here. So, you know, we're expected to be weather experts, amateur psychologists, um, yeah. restaurant maitre d' type people. <laughs> so, you know. Let me bring you another beer, sir. That's Just right. kidding. <laughs> Not in a glass bottle. Here's a, here's a question that you guys may know. Um, we have a ton of beach accesses. We have 19. Is that something that you guys know? How many do we have? 21? More than that. 45? Yeah, regional and neighborhood. It's 73. Yeah, it's 140. That's it. We don't have that many. 6,000. Which, which beach access is always overpopulated? And then which one do you always look at and you're like, I can't believe there's nobody here? Yes. No, don't say the ones that are not <laughs> Yeah, no, we well, I'm not giving out the secret. The secret. Yeah, come on. Well, honestly, <laughs> the secrets, they're all out. It used to be, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there, it used to be Inlet Beach and it used to be Dune Island, but the, the secret's been out on those for about three years now. Yeah. So every regional beach access where we have guards and even those that don't have guards, uh, the neighborhood beach accesses, the word's out. Yeah. I've noticed that uh, Dune Allen's uh, getting a couple new parking spots right in front of there over at yes. uh, Fort Panning. Yep. Um, and uh, there's a new access going in there, yeah, too. You know, you look at you look at that general area and you say, oh, look, there's new housing going in in that area. Mm -hmm. And that is the end result. What we see is some of those quiet neighborhood accesses become uh, uh, busier. But, you know, the other thing as far as crowds, I think I, I would just add, you look at your bigger regional accesses, mm -hmm. um, Miramar Beach. Around Pompano Joe's, Ed Walline, where right where we're here, those are generally very, very crowded. So, um, you know, it's it's a challenge each and every year with uh, so many people. People forget too that they think that the South Walton Fire District only reaches to Sandestin. 
but it does go to Miramar Beach, and that is a huge beach. It's 26 miles of beach. Yeah. Mm. You know, we're protecting uh, with our guards out there daily uh, during that time frame. And as I said before, we're, we're seeing that, you know, we're, we're on those beaches patrol until September, and we actually extended the season some into October this year, fortunately for all of us, because we had a storm. And uh, we had water rescues and we had uh, double red flag days in October. And we are in uh, discussions with our Tourist Development Council and, and others about extending that season even longer. We think, wow. it's, we think it's time. Well, wow. we think so, too. And uh, it's always nice knowing you're there. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of the not-so-fun things that you guys had happen this past summer that you're like, gosh, how, how do we get the message out better so we can stop these things? Lost persons. Really? A lot of lost kids. Uh, we're, I'll give Sandestin a lot of credit for that. They're instituting a program with a, well, they're, they're trying to get technology involved and just basic messaging. Uh, the good news is uh, I think we had 197 kids lost on the beach during the seven months of the official season. How far were they lost? Well, that's the, it's the funny thing. Is some of these little ones, and I was that kid, you know, so I, I empathize with the parents, you know. Some of them, I think the furthest one we got this year was about a four-mile trek. Oh, my gosh. So the guy got his head down, got the wind at his back. He was training wasn't to be a lifeguard. He was working on his head Yeah, you know, we, exactly. we, we talked about not boring you with statistics and all that, but we track about everything we do to just for, you know, oh, for, yeah. for metrics and the data sets to make sure, look at trends. And um, I have that in front of me, and I will tell you that this year, year to date, 201 lost persons. I should qualify. All were found. I was going to say, and they all were found. But 201 lost persons, and and you can look. I'm looking at the the graph right now, and you look at it, and you can see in the months that you would expect, July, the high, 65 that month, uh, June, you know, during that time. But I I agree with David. That's probably a challenge. I I would also add, too, that the challenge of uh, the lost persons, but also the frustration that's brought on when folks – spend a lot of time in their travel and uh, expend a lot of energy and dollars to, to be here. And when the weather is not uh, cooperating, mm-hmm. after a couple of days, and as we know, we have rough surf here, and those of us, of us that live here know what that entails. And then the sun comes out. Um, I'm always concerned about our guards take uh, quite a bit of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and David said it before, the skill sets that we're looking for, but them being good citizens, good emotional intelligence to be able to defuse it and also call law enforcement when needed, which has, ha- has happened because folks are uh, uh, less than happy with us. I've taken some phone calls that were absolute whoppers on why <laughs> we should let everybody in the water. Oh, man. I, I have tried to step up. I'm a big dude. I, I hate speaking up because people automatically get – a little bit on edge when I'm trying to tell them to do something. Oh, this guy's bossing me around. But I was parking and doing a video for 30A. Probably our last, our, our last, <laughs> at the same time, uh, our last double red flag weekend that was here. And it was a nice day, but we were double red for sure. And you could see it was really bad surf and it was definitely moving back out quickly. And as I'm leaving, a guy, you know, pops out because it's nice weather and He's carrying no less than three or four boogie boards, mm. and I'm sure they weren't for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, are you going to the beach? You got kids coming to join you at the beach? And he was like, yeah. And I said, well, look, man, it's a double red flags today, so if they're getting on that boogie board, it's not even allowed. He's like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's right there, and you can go to SW, uh, or SWSouthWaltonFireDistrict.org and, and read about it. It's not me telling you not to do it. 
it's just against the law right now. And he was totally blown away. He goes, well, I really appreciate you telling me that. That's but nice. I've also done that five other times. And they were like, yeah, they swim all the time. And I was like, well, you might not have them that much longer. <laughs> you know? So it's a, it's a tough one. People just, it's, it's their God-given right to get in the water if they want to, but it really isn't. Yeah, I've gotten a, a good shtick down is that when I talk to large groups or even individuals on a double red flag day, I'll preface it with, look, I know you spend a lot of time and money to be here, and we appreciate and we're glad you're here, but we want you to go home safe. Just bear with us. This will pass sooner than later. I'll ask, when did you get here? How much longer do you have? Well, we hope that things will calm down here in the next couple of days. And we found that I would say probably 9 out of 10 people were actually pretty receptive to that kind of messaging, and if you approach them with the right attitude, most people were pretty compliant. So when you hit everyone, then you kind of filter out, the problem people who are going to be defiant and do what they want anyways, but it makes it easier to focus on them and then respond if necessary. But I'm very pleased to, to tell you, double red flags, we spent a third of the 220-day official season. We spent 71 of the 221 days under either red or double red conditions. Yeah. We had 18 days of full double red flags. We had 24 double red flags where we would carry over into the next morning. But we're listening to 18 days, which is a record. Mm, that's like, crazy. To put it in perspective, last year we had five double red days. The year 14 and 15, we had none. Yeah. This, this year was something else. And mm. zero drownings. Yeah. Zero drownings. It's so the yeah. action that our guards are taking, and including citizens, good citizens, and, and, and like you said, Corey, doing, doing what you did, people step out and, and, and they know. Because I, I will tell you, as your fire chief, one of the most dis- disturbing things for me is, is that and we've all probably been aware of it here when we've had an unfortunate instance where we've had a fatality on our beaches um, that leaves a mark yeah. on the on the community, on the family, mm. on the responders, uh, everyone. So, you know, once you've experienced that, um, you know, you don't you don't want it to happen again. So we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty passionate. We appreciate uh, our locals uh, helping out with that because it, it's collective. You don't you don't want to walk by a family. And not tell them, and then right. here's something happened at that right. beach that yeah. day. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, so step up and do it. One another, right. Laura, I don't, I don't mind being the most unpopular person in the county yeah. on double red flags days. Alive, yeah. Exactly. It's okay. Safe. I mean, I'd rather them be mad than looking for their child and that child never be found because they're out in the surf. Mm-hmm. That's right. Have your kids ever wandered off on the beach, Corey? Um, no, they did on Noriega Point once. I, it, it was a terrifying moment. And Noriega Point over there on the uh, the channel side mm. drops off really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I turned my head, and Cooper was probably a year, year and a half. You know, could barely, you know, fart without falling down. And <laughs> and 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 I turned my back just for a second to look what uh, my wife was doing. I turned around, and he fell in the water. Well, he can't mm-hmm. swim, and I wouldn't. I mean, literally jumped him. Jumped in and got him, but he was in a foot of water, but he was underwater. Yeah. And it was it was terrifying for me. So now those beach chairs are always facing the kids whenever they're in the water. And yeah. they're they're way older now and they're capable, but scary. when it's red double red flags, I'm telling you I'm the most militant person on the beach because I want other people seeing my kids aren't in the water. Yeah. I used to think people were cruel that put their kids on leashes. <laughs> Like baby leashes, you know what I mean? Like where they're one or two. I used to think that was really cruel. And then I spent some time with my niece and nephew as they're growing up and leash them sometimes. Like put them on a leash so that you constantly have a hand on them and let them, you know. Martin Short just immediately came to my mind. <laughs> Anybody remember that? Oh, Inner space. Yeah. Um, you know, and on a serious note too, you know, David and his team, they're they're all stars. I, You know, I can't say enough about that. And, you know, we're talking about what they do on the beach and what we all collectively do on the beach to keep people out of harm's way but even like this time of year our our guards our supervisors they're in the schools elementary schools you know we everybody thinks of the fire district we do the traditional thing stop drop and roll which we do 
um, you know, fire safety for all the kids, and that's important. But our guards are also in those schools talking to kids about uh, the environment here, beach safety, the water, encouraging them to learn how to swim if they don't. So we're doing some things proactively here in our community, too, to, to try to uh, help us when, when the season does occur, that we have folks that, that can help us because they're, they're a lot more aware. They understand. Yeah. Sure. All right. So let's let's do a little bit of a shifting gears here. Um, what's going on with your Facebook page and all these hot guys that are all over it? What's what's the story behind Can this, we just David? take a minute to appreciate let's just talk. that Corey wants to know about the hot guys on your Facebook page? So yeah. Noted. I mean, they're, they're, you guys are have a ever-growing y'all Facebook do, page. Y'all do, have a, y'all yeah, do have a marketing. You do have a, a very strong marketing tactic going right now that a lot of my single gal friends and guy friends have noticed. Um, y'all are putting some shirtless lifeguards um, and 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 really good looking men and women um, on your on your Facebook page. And how's that working out for you socially? And, and follow up. A lot of the requests that I've gotten are, what towers do they work at? <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Um, we're here to serve, and uh, <laughs> you know. And that's all you got to say. We're here for you. Prompt, competent, caring response in your time of need. That is our right. mission. But yeah. uh, we appreciate that. Um, you know, we're very proud of them, and we're glad that that is uh, that's that's noticed. But we we pride ourselves in, um, you know, I think when you look at our guards and our firefighters, you would expect somebody, man or woman, that uh, looks like they're fully capable of doing what they can do, and uh, possibly from, also <laughs> being on the remake of Baywatch. I mean, could be, you know, could be, whatever but works from top to bottom in our organization. Uh, wellness and fitness is a priority. Sure, and, uh, yeah. So it's we're all in. So okay, we, we're glad you noticed. Thank that you. was a good answer. It yep. good, it's definitely bringing attention to the Facebook page. It's, hey, it's bringing attention to that, and then they stick around for the message of safety that's and right. prevention, and that's good. And we appreciate Corey for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research, and speaking of research, <laughs> we uh, have a lot of events that you guys do that are super fun for the area. One that I've been a part of since I think you started it is the Polar Bear Plunge, which is uh, coming up on January 1st. So what are we on, our fourth? Uh, yeah, I think this is number four, yeah. The fourth one, and just before that, we've got the Elf Ride that's happening as well. So let's talk about the Elf Ride first and uh, how people can kind of get in tune with what's happening for that. I appreciate you mentioning those. Um, I'll go back one step further on the on the Elf Ride. Right now, we're doing uh, the Angel Tree, and uh, that's for uh, children here in our, in our county, uh, north of the bay, south of the bay. We have over 300 names. We work very closely with uh, Caring and Sharing of North and uh, mm-hmm. South Walton. And uh, we've been doing that for 17 years, our fire district. So uh, you go to our lobby of our, our office right now on 393, it looks, we are decorated. We've been decorated for a few weeks now. Yeah. The tree, Surprising. and there are a lot of things under the tree already for these kids that will have Christmas this year. We're very proud of that. Great. So in conjunction with that, uh, we also know that, you know, we do that till December 5th. But we know somewhere around December 5th, we also hear about other folks and families and children in need and we don't want them to go without we want them to have christmas uh elf ride was started by a local luke uh thompson uh came to us as a elementary school kid with his mom drove him up to the office and said i want to do something for the community around christmas and uh this taken off he's uh actually in media broadcasting i believe at university of west florida awesome and uh, he comes back every year and we're doing that that's our 10th year with the elf ride so we'll meet at uh uh, the Van Ness Butler access on uh, December 10th. Nice. And uh, everybody decorates their bicycles. So we, we do them up for Christmas, which is awesome. And uh, we ride on over to the Watercolor Fire Station where we have uh, some goodies, Santa, 
a little bit of music, and uh, everybody drops the gift. That that's the only thing that's required for that uh, or suggested for that uh, journey. So the elf ride, it's a lot of fun. So we throw it out there, bring. Bring the whole family. It's a good time. And we're talking about bicycles. We don't bicycles. want Harley Davidson. Yeah, all up when I down. said elf ride, not elf Harley <laughs> yeah. ride. This is a bicycle we've, ride. We've moved through that season. Elf ride. <laughs> Go to Tennessee, <laughs> people, <laughs> or wherever the next yeah. rally is. It's, I'm uh, just kidding. We have, we have quite here. a turnout though, but it's it's good. And December 10th is the elf ride. You said. Mm-hmm. Okay. December 10th. And then you're accepting donations for the angel tree until December 5th. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. And then the polar bear, polar bear plunge here at Ed Wallin. Yeah, that's also that's been growing year by year. Yes. Uh, last year, I believe we had a little bit of uh, some complications with the Red surf, legs, yep. and, uh, and once again, you guys did everything you could to get people in the water. But I think everybody ended up jumping in the pool. It was too cold, no, or we, it was too choppy. We ended up going out. No, it was a red flag day, and uh, basically, we had our guards out there, and we, you know, we we reaffirmed the message that we always tell everybody: knee deep is too deep, and we'd have guards in the water, and uh, folks uh, went out and plunged, but plunged in a very uh, Safe, safe way manner. yep knees <laughs> plunged all the way maybe, knees. maybe some to their hips to my ankles. <laughs> but uh we had guards and uh they were there to uh direct people to go back in so everybody still were was able to uh you know get credit for it. i plunged on new year's day but yeah. um, we're we're proud of that event as well um um that's something that we do here in conjunction with golf place has been uh, very gracious over the last few years but uh it's a program we're proud of and we we want to continue it I want to remind everybody who we're here with today. We're with the South Walton Fire District. We've got Chief Talbert here with us and David Vaughn, the uh, Beach Safety Director. Uh, Laura Holloway is joining us as well. Uh, 2018, uh, when when is registration starting for the lifeguards, uh, new people that want to get involved with the program? Maybe if there's volunteer op- opportunities, tell us about that. It's already starting. We're already taking recruits. We're out hitting the streets, hitting the schools. Uh, we'll be pushing it on social media very shortly. If you're interested, first, hit the pool. Start swimming. Start running. Uh, contact me at swfd.org. Just call up. We've got applications that are online on our website. You can go ahead and fill that out. I'll meet with you. I'll talk with you. Fill you out. See where you're at. Um, we'll evaluate you. What we can. The phrase that I like to use. Whatever your condition level at this moment. When we start in March 1st, we can teach skill. We can't teach will. So if you've got the will to bring it, and you've got some excellence in you, and even if you don't already. We'll bring it out of you. So come see us. We need good help. We need good people. It's one of the greatest jobs you can ever have. And whether you use it to become a lifestyle like I did, it turned into a career for me, or you use it as a stepping stone towards EMS, medical service, any professional, it's it's a great community service job that you can do, and you can have fun doing it. You feel really great about it. You guys take volunteers as well. Or what kind of volunteer programs do you guys have Uh uh, for the events, is there anything that you guys yeah, need we, there? We do. We have some folks that help us out with some of our events. We have a uh, a group within our organization called our Department Relations Committee, DRC for short, that uh, help coordinate our events, Angel Tree, uh, Polar Plunge. Um, we we have various events throughout the year. So pancake you know, breakfast. Yeah, pancake breakfast. That's I like that one. That's a good one. That's, that's what the pancake when is, breakfast. When is keeps, this happening? Yeah, the pancake, pancake breakfast. Oh, you missed yeah. it. That was in oh. October. Yeah, oh. it's usually centered around fire prevention week. Probably okay. about the second weekend. All right. And our pancake breakfast is held at uh, the Watercolor Fire Station and is not. I would say I would call your traditional firehouse pancake breakfast. We yeah. have celebrity chefs. We did this year. Uh, the chef here from the View. Uh, that was on Hell's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Giovanni. Chef Gio. Yep. Gio helped uh, yep. cook these pancakes. So you're going to a firehouse to have pancakes that you might have a nice blueberry chutney on your pancakes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, it's, sure. it's, it's top notch. And it's served by all the guys from the Facebook page. That is correct. It was. That sounds like <laughs> something Corey would enjoy. You in? <laughs> 
the, the learn shirts that day. Pancake breakfasts in general keep me out of the lifeguard program. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's been oh, my that's problem. It's a, good <laughs> it's a good excuse. Okay, so that's good. So there's opportunities to help throughout the year. Um, and uh, give them a wave when you see them going down the beach, man. They may have just got done with something stressful out on the beach as they're going back towards the firehouses. Uh, give them a thumbs up for all the uh, things they do for us, for sure. We appreciate that. it. We got such great support from the community this year and every year. It's just, like I said earlier, most people get it. And it's just, it's gotten, we're in our, we just finished our 12th year. And so the beach safety messaging is kind of reaching its adolescence. We're out of that infant stage where on the East Coast, on the West Coast, in Hawaii, lifeguarding has been a part of the, the local culture for over 100 years. You know, we've had it for about 10, 15 years. But it's starting to become ingrained in the culture here, and people are starting to get it. So mm-hmm. it's as people are coming in, even the new people that are coming in, you know, we have help. Guys like you, we're out there hitting it. But people who listen to this, and I know that you guys have a pretty big footprint here in the southeast. You know, we're getting the message out, and people are starting to understand. And we had 18 double red flag days. We had zero fatalities on that. Our water rescue numbers were actually down this year because we were out there hitting yeah. it and talking to people. It works. That's really good. We appreciate everything you guys do for sure. Yeah, we're proud of that, and and, and, I, and I'll, I'll just close that with just David. It's a compliment to his team and the work they do out there. That um, I sometimes I say I get the easy part because of what they're doing out there. I receive a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, personal letters from families that um, you know things that are really not in the training manual that David and his team are training these lifeguards to do. The things that I would call going above and beyond. Somebody that's uh, wheelchair bound that's never been on a beach where our guards uh, go out of their way to make sure that they help a family member experience that um, you know just just all kinds of acts of what I call you know we call kindness that uh, our folks understand that the experience is important and uh, they're just doing doing good things so I'm real proud of that and, and I know that on 30a.com you can go on every day and check how what the flag situation is you totally can and then and you can also go to what's your website where people can find out more information swfd.org and, and you can Facebook. also uh, texting. Isn't there a text program as well? I do yes. it. I yeah. get the yes. text every you morning. Text three two one four nine. Yeah. And flags on, on your page. You can you click that. It'll hyperlink you back to our page. So it gives you some other information, helpful information about safety in the beaches. Yeah, it's real helpful if you get on the text program because it just shows up at ten o three every morning, and then if it adjusts around two o'clock, if you guys change the flags, right. it'll give you another text as well. So mm-hmm. there's too many ways to be informed on beach safety. Uh, you can definitely go to swfd.org, or you can go to 38.com, download our app. You can always see beach flag status, but definitely do the text. If you're if you're a local, you should have it text to your phone every day, and that just gives you the uh, knowledge to maybe inform other people that might not know. So thank you, guys. David Vaughn, Chief Talbert, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. We appreciate thank it. you for having us. Good luck with the, the newborn. The baby. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm coming to see you guys to have me help yeah. she knows, the car seat. Yeah, she knows, speed dial. <laughs> she knows no terror uh, uh, when you don't see your kid at the beach. Like when, when you turn your head and your kid is out of your field, where was the uh, what? No, no, I'm putting him on a leash. Yeah, a leash. I'm gonna leash him. <laughs> That's the beach cast for the day. Thank you guys, South Walton Fire District. Uh, everything you guys do is much appreciated. We'll see you guys next time on Thirty A Show. The Thirty A Show Friday mornings at seven a.m. Central Time and becomes a podcast you can listen to inside your Thirty A app for iPhone and Android. Special thanks to ThirtyAcottages.com, Yolo Board, and Golf Place. Thank <laughs> you.